Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I'm not going to sing a song. I'm not going to sing a song. Okay, our first word is chauvinism. C-H-A-U-V-I-N-I-S-M. This is a big one. Okay, noun from 1851. One, excessive or blind patriotism. And it says, compared to the synonym jingoism with a J. Uh, So I'm assuming that would be the opposite. I think I've heard of that word, but I wouldn't know what it was if I just saw it. Uh, So if this one is excessive or blind patriotism, then I think jingoism would be, you know, you you probably more question question authority and don't necessarily just go with the flow when you want to maybe, yeah, I'm not so good with the words. All right, number two, undue partiality or attachment to a group or place to which one belongs or has belonged. Number three, an attitude of superiority toward members of the opposite sex. This is the one that we think of mostly. This is terrible. And then it says also behavior expressive of such an attitude. We, we don't need this. There is no reason for this. Why are people like this? They probably honestly have some, they, they, they don't feel so good about themselves in some way, uh, and they take it out in other ways, in bad ways. And uh, what, what can we do to fix this? Let's try and fix this, because people should not be chauvinistic in any way. Um, let's just finish this up real quick. Uh, chauvinist is a noun or an adjective. Chauvinistic is an adjective. Chauvinist, chauvinistically, they just keep on getting longer. That is an adverb. This is, ooh, interesting. Ooh, etymology, bringing it. Uh, This is French chauvinisme, which is from Nicolas Chauvin. C-H-A-U-V-I-N. Does that name sound familiar? Nicolas Chauvin was a character noted for his excessive patriotism and devotion to Napoleon in Theodore and Hippolyte Cogniard's play Le Cocard Tricolore. Okay, so... Theodore and Hippolyte, they made a play called uh, The Tricolor, The Three Color Something, and uh, this guy was a character, and he had excessive patriotism and devotion to Napoleon. So it became this word, chauvinism, which then somehow became this superiority towards members of the opposite sex. Maybe he had that too as this character, but I don't know. But what I just, well, first of all, I think it's fascinating that it's named after a, 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 a person, fictional person, but still a person. Uh, but now, you know, I'm recording this in the middle of April, and literally in three, no, two days from now, uh, they're going to start the closing arguments in the Chauvin case in Minnesota, and, uh, I'm wondering if there's any sort of connection, you know, maybe not directly, but his last name is Chauvin, and, you know, he, he did something that is just indescribably terrible, uh... I don't know. I just think that's an interesting coincidence is all. All right, let's move on to chaw, C-H-A-W, first form, verb from 1506. And we just have the number one definition for the word chew, C-H-E-W, which uh, that's at least a couple pages from now. Second form of chaw, noun from 1709, a chew, especially of tobacco. I I have never tried that. I think it's disgusting in my eyes, and I will never try that. 
Next is Chaw Bacon. Yep, it's like Chaw and Bacon, one word, noun from 1537. Synonyms are bumpkin and hick. Uh, and yes, it's combining Chaw and Bacon. Although this is the first form of Chaw, so it's like chewing. Uh, so chewing bacon, you know, it's, the, I guess, the idea of like, oh, those those hicks, they just chew a lot of bacon. Although I wouldn't be surprised if the, uh, the tobacco chaw chew is part of that too. Uh, it's probably not a very nice term. Next is chayote or chiyote or chiyote. You can really just change the vowels however you want. It is spelled C-H-A-Y-O-T-E. Noun from 1887, the pear-shaped fruit of a West Indian annual vine of the gourd family that is widely cultivated as a vegetable, also the plant. And it is called also, uh, let's see, how do I want to pronounce it? Chayote, chayote squash, or Christophine, or Mirliton. M-I-R-I-L-I, no, M-I-R-L-T, what? M-I-R-L-I-T-O-N, Mirliton. Uh, this is a Spanish from the a Spanish word, from the Nahuatl word, uh, chayotli. Chayotli. Okay, next is CHD, all caps, abbreviation for coronary heart disease, something that none of us want to have, but some of us will probably have, given the current state of how we are progressing. In the way we eat. Okay, next is cheap. C-H-E-A-P. First form. All the rest of the words in this episode will start with cheap. This is a noun from before the 12th century. It, it is, it's obsolete. The synonym is bargain. So that, that usage of it is obsolete. But we have a phrase, on the cheap. And that means at minimum expense. Or the synonym is cheaply. As in, did the job on the cheap. Because none of us want to pay many more than we have to. This is from Old English, spelled C-E-A-P. Maybe it is uh, pronounced cheap. And that means trade. It is akin to the Old High German Kauf, with a K. And that means trade. And both ultimately from the Latin Kaupo, which means tradesman. Next is the second form of cheap. Adjective from 1509. 1A. Purchasable below the going price or the real value. 1B. Charging or obtainable at a low price, as in a good, cheap hotel. How oh, that reminds me of the line in Twin Peaks when uh, Agent Cooper, uh, what does he say? Uh, decently priced? I don't know. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it's something about going to a good, good price, a good, a good good priced hotel also is in cheap tickets but then they will probably be bad seats 1c depreciated in value as by currency inflation as in cheap dollars 2 gained or done with little effort as in a cheap victory also as in talk is cheap uh number 3a an inferior no of inferior quality or worth Synonyms are tawdry and sleazy, as in cheap workmanship. I don't know if I would use the word sleazy in that case, but or even tawdry, 
but I guess technically in certain circumstances you can use that. Okay, next is 3B, contemptible because of lack of any fine, lofty, or redeeming qualities, as in feeling cheap. Why are you feeling cheap? Uh, next is 3C. Synonym is stingy, as in my cheap uncle. Uh, when I was younger, I was starting to make a little money, you know, little jobs in high school and stuff, and I didn't want to spend my money. And I think sometimes I would call myself cheap or stingy, but then I realized, no, I'm just frugal. I'm just, I'm good with my money. I don't want to spend it if I don't have to. And yeah, I think I've been pretty good with money, but I can also be cheap sometimes. Number four is talking about money, obtainable at a low rate of interest. Cheap is also an adverb, and cheap-ish is an adjective. It sounds a lot like sheepish, but it's cheapish. Uh, sheepishly, no, no, I said the wrong word. Cheapishly is an adverb, cheaply is an adverb, and cheapness is a noun. Next we have cheapen, verb from... 1562, starting with transitive. Number one is uh, archaic. We've got 1A, to ask the price of. Okay, if, you, if you're if you asking the price, you are cheapening it? Okay. Uh, I guess I guess the idea is then, if, you, uh, if you're asking, you want to hopefully cheapen the price, make it lower, possibly. Uh, 1B, to bid or bargain for. Yes, you are cheapening it. 2A, to make cheap in price or value. 2B, to lower in general esteem. 2C, to make tawdry, vulgar, or inferior. And then the intransitive definition just says, to become cheap. Let's see, uh, the one, the one, number one definition uh, the, uh, has its own etymology. It is from the obsolete English word cheap, which means to price or bid for. And then there's no etymology for the rest of it. Next is cheapy, cheap with an I-E, noun from circa 1898, one that is cheap, especially an inexpensively produced motion picture. Cheapy is also an adjective. I don't think I've heard this used about movies. It's a cheapy. Next is cheap jack. Cheap jack. One word, first form, noun from 1851. One, a haggling huckster. Two, a dealer in cheap merchandise. And yeah, this is just combining the name jack with cheap. Cheap jack. Second form of cheap jack. Adjective from 1865. One, being inferior, cheap, or worthless. As in, cheap jack movie companies. I bet they make some cheapies over there. Two, unscrupulously opportunistic. As in, cheap jack speculators. Next is cheapo. Cheap with an O. That would be the name. Oh, it could be even, it could actually be the name of one of the elves in uh, that animated show Disenchantment. Because they all have names that end in O. Cheapo, adjective from 1967. The synonym is just cheap. It doesn't say which form, doesn't say anything about that. All right, next is cheap shot. Two words, noun from 1971. Cheap shot. One, an act of deliberate roughness against a defenseless opponent 
especially in a contact sport, as in taking cheap shots at the quarterback. Two, a critical statement that takes unfair advantage of a known weakness of the target. Cheap shot with a hyphen is a transitive verb. And uh, which, which one of these definitions would this word cheap have come from? Cheap shot, uh, it's not anything about value. Uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know. It, it seems a little bit of a stretch, but whoa, something happened outside. I got the window open. I forgot to close it before I sat down, so whatever. You might hear some noises. But yeah, it sounded like a truck bounced. I don't know. All right, cheap shot. That was cheap shot. Don't take no cheap shots. That's not a nice thing to do. Last word for this episode is cheap skate. All one word, cheap skate. Noun from 1896. They could be roller skates or ice skates that are just, you know, not made very well or they're not expensive, but that's not what it is. It's a miserly or stingy person, especially one who tries to avoid paying a fair share of costs or expenses. The guy in A Christmas Carol, is that what it's called? Yes, I think so. Uh, Whatever his name is, he's a cheapskate. He's got all the money, but he doesn't want to pay people fair. And then the ghosts come and show him the error of his ways. All right, so we had chauvinism, chaw bacon, chayote or chayote, chd, cheap, cheapin, cheapy, cheapjack, cheapo, cheap shot, and cheapskate. Well, there are definitely some good ones in here, but I think if I think I'm going to pick chauvinism as the word of the episode, not because I like it, it is because I don't like it. And I think that we really need to take a look at our society and uh, call out people who are acting this way uh, and uh, figure out why and have a conversation with them, a serious conversation, and, uh, you know, maybe see if we can change some minds because... What, what, why, 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 please, why, just tell me why, and then don't, don't do that, um, yeah, chauvinist, chauvinism, it's a bad thing, and I don't really feel like singing a song about that, because that's depressing, but maybe we can, maybe later I'll come up with a song, and to make it, um, educational, I don't know, I probably won't, I have too much to do, all right, let's read some holidays, it is May 18th, is it May 18th? Okay. It's International Museum Day. Uh, I don't know what day of the week it is, but this will probably tell me. So it's a Tuesday. Oh, you know what? I think there are a lot of uh, museums that have free days on Tuesdays. Uh, so maybe you can go to a museum. I will probably have to work. It's the second and last day of Shavuot. That's the Jewish observance. It is in Argentina, Rosette Day. In Uruguay, it is La Piedras Battle. What else? It's Victoria Day in Canada, Baltic Fleet Day in Russia. In Ukraine, Day of Remembrance of Crimean Tatar Genocide. In Haiti, it is Flag and Universities Day. In Somaliland, it says unrecognized, it's Independence Day. It's not recognized? Independence in Somaliland is not recognized? Why? In Sri Lankan Tamils, it is Mule Vaikal Remembrance Day. In Turkmenistan, it is Revival, Unity, and Poetry of Magtimguli Day. I'm sure I pronounced that incorrectly, but 
I, I, I said it how it's spelled. In Syria, it is Teacher's Day. In Sri Lanka, it is Victory Day. And it's World AIDS Vaccine Day. We don't have a vaccine for this, but it's a thing that we're working on. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about that, but hey, that's good. We need to... You know, science has really helped uh, HIV and AIDS in just the last 10, 20 years. Oh, thank you, science. All right. The fun holiday is National No Dirty Dishes Day here in the States. Uh, no dirty dishes. So what is that? Do you have to just clean them right away? But but they were dirty. Uh, should we click on the link and see what it says? Uh, whether you're a mother, father, sister, brother, or roommate, no one likes dirty dishes. That is why on May 18th, we celebrate National No Dirty Dishes Day, a holiday most likely created by an upset parent. National No Dirty Dishes Day has sinks around the world rejoicing at the thought of having a light workload and a clear space on this day. I know this will make my wife very, very happy. Uh, We, our our dishwasher doesn't really work, so uh, we are the dishwashers. And it often is me, which is fine, because she does a lot more of the cooking, which is fine, because that, she makes some great food, and I don't mind cleaning the dishes. I don't necessarily get them, get to them as soon as I should, but I do get that to them. So May 18th, I will make sure to get to all the dirty dishes. All right, thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.